0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> Celebrating in the streets in Lubbock because wow. Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. Welcome, on Welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. You are on once again with your boy. I'll be sure, and uh, the baseball season ended a few weeks ago, uh, but I was on vacation. Can't can't lie to y'all, I was on vacation. I was out in Ghana, West Africa, um, kicking my feet up, meeting with meeting with family, that whole stressful thing, but also being out on the beach. Unfortunately, uh, our baseball team's also on the beach because their season ended, um, so to talk about that is our baseball expert himself, David Hughes, who was also on vacation, the nerve of that guy. What's up, dude? How's it going? Long time no talk. I know, man. How, how was your vacation? You, you, you got to leave the country, good. too.
1: Yeah, well, I didn't leave the country. But I went to uh, Colorado. went to Estes Park in the 60s it's and 70s. So a lot better than the 106s that were back home. Listen, when you leave Texas, you're leaving the country, okay? Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. That's true. That's Fair point.
0: All right. So... Our Red Raiders also left the country of Texas to go out to Statesboro, Georgia, and the Statesboro Regional, and we talked about it last time, a few weeks back before this regional, how though it wasn't necessarily, you know, we didn't get a one seed, we didn't even get a two seed, we got a three seed, but it was a winnable region, it was a winnable place, we thought we had a good shot at it, but it all depended on that first game against the two seed Notre Dame, and boy were we right. That game went back very close. Notre Dame put up two runs early in the first inning, but a great showing uh, by Chase Hampton. Pitched really well. Um, Didn't really, after Andrew Morris got the quick hook really early, Chase Hampton pitched very well, six innings strong. Um, And we even were able to put the rally caps on in the eighth inning, scored two more runs, tie the game up. But Notre Dame, unfortunately, took the game-leading run in the eighth, won the game outright, and just like that, we're in the elimination uh, side of the bracket. I mean, how was that first game for you? You predicted we would lose the first game. So you were right on the money.
1: Yeah, the first game, I tried to watch as much as I could. In fact, because I was actually flying to Denver during that. um, I actually bought, uh, uh, I could buy internet while I was in the sky, because I couldn't go without um, the scores and all that stuff. Um, but of course there was a rain that lasted like a six hour delay or something like that. And they didn't even, um, they pitched like one inning and then obviously Andrew Morris didn't return after the, the first inning. Um, so that kind of threw off everything for a loop. Um, because of that, you know, you didn't get, you didn't have Andrew Morris to, um, finish out any type of, uh, the rest of the game, um, but it just it just screwed up everything for the rest of the weekend. But you, one as a Tech fan, you could almost argue that rainstorm was good for you um, because Notre Dame, I believe, they had just got like a either a two or three run double, and then right after that was when the lightning struck and everything was put on pause. Um, so yeah, Tech, you know, came back and Chase Hampton, as you mentioned, they he pitched lights out six innings. He seems he seems to like the lights. Uh, He's a big-time pitcher for us uh, last year and then this year. Um, And just uh, Bass just never got going for the entire weekend, really.
0: Well, you could say that he pitched lights out all the way until the end because he is the one that gave up the wild pitch in the bottom of the eighth, Uh, scored Miller, and then that's when he kind of got got taken out there. Um, Talk about that wild pitch, right? Like that, which – very wacky scenario there in the bottom of the eighth. Uh, the, the Notre Dame kind of getting getting Miller to, to third, the pinch runner. I mean, I would say great managing by the Notre Dame uh, manager. His name escapes me right now. But a great managing to put Miller in there. He's the speedy guy. He's the guy that's going to be able to give you the opportunity there. And he was able to score on that wild pitch.
1: Yep, just ball and dirt. It just it short the to, to the catcher, hit his, you know, his vest, and then bounced away in the – Runner, as soon as he saw that, he, he took off and scored. And Tech actually you know, did something similar to that the following day, but uh, it, it stings definitely.
0: No, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this was, this was a tough tough pill to swallow. Hudson White's a pretty good catcher, too. And I I, I didn't, honestly, and I'm not trying to put the blame on Hudson White at all, because actually, a lot of people were saying, talking about the bad pitch and, and this side and the other. I don't think the pitch was that bad. He did get in the dirt, but it wasn't uncatchable, uh, but it just, it happens like that sometimes. It was a, a, a still a fairly wet ground. I think that has something to do with it as well. Um, and it's just extremely, extremely unfortunate. And we talked about how important that first game is. Uh, though I though I predicted Tech to win the regional, I did say, we both said, that most likely the winner of that first game is the one that's going to win the region. And with Notre Dame winning that first game, it put them in the driver's seat uh, going forward. So game two came up. And we go up against in the loser's bracket against UNC Greensboro. Um, And UNC Greensboro, a team that lost to Georgia Southern the day before, put up a fight. It was scoreless through seven. Um, And I I ain't going to lie. I started feeling the heat a little bit. Started feeling the sweat a little bit until that wild pitch that you're talking about happened in Mm -hmm. the eighth as well.
1: Yeah, this was another weird game. Um, And this is one of those games, too, where it's like Tech was – in the loser's bracket, you have, you're using your best pitcher now, Brandon Birdsell. And a lot of people were saying, you should save this guy for the next game because you're going to beat UNC I, we, Greensboro. We
0: were talking about it. We were, yeah, t- we were, were talking yeah, about absolutely. it. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And you needed every bit of Brandon Birdsell <laughs> that game to get, to scoot by the, the four seed. Some, some. Let me tell you um, something. This is
0: why Taddy, this is why Tadlock gets paid the big bucks because you. I think I know. I said it but I personally feel like you. You save Birdsell for Game Three, right? What an mm. idiot I am! Because <laughs> if we use anybody just else, we probably know. lose.
1: Yeah, you probably never know. lose.
0: You know, and and so yeah, absolutely. Birdsell was the right call. That's why Tim Tadlock is the genius that he is. Um, and uh, but yeah, no, go go ahead, continue.
1: Yeah, no, it's just that was a weird. A game that baths for neither team got, got going that, that game obviously by that 2-0 scoreline um, and Tech take, take obviously scraped by a little bit um, to live another day but yeah it was a big time performance from Brandon, Brandon Bursell
0: Absolutely, I think the whole. Not, I mean, not just. I wouldn't even just say just Birdsell. I think everybody else. Divine came in um, after Birdsell seven shutout innings. Divine came, Bridges also helped get the save there. Complete game shutout from the three pitchers. Great job in an elimination game and lived to fight another day. Going up against the one seed now. Um, UNC Greensboro or not UNC Greensboro? Sorry, Georgia Southern, the one seed in Statesboro. The whole. 20 people in the crowd cheering them on. Uh <laughs> let me tell you something. I definitely expected more of a crowd from Georgia Southern. That's just me. Uh but uh I mean the crowd was okay, I guess. But I don't know. Um but yeah, and I'm just you know, this is a year 1 seed, this is a big thing. You're going up against the mighty Notre Dame and Texas Tech. Come on now. But anyways, um <laughs> Game three, Texas Tech-Georgia Southern. Winner goes to play, gets a rematch with Notre Dame. Uh, Georgia Southern puts up a run early. Uh, Once again, on a throwing error, surprise, surprise, the story of this entire region is somebody scoring on errors. Uh, But this time, Tech is able to have a big fourth inning. And once again, pitching is the story of this game because after that run was allowed, Andrew Morris comes back, settles in, has a really good game overall, and then you have Becker Molina closing it out.
1: Yeah, no, you said. It. I mean, Andrew, Andrew Morris, you know, came came back after the uh, obviously his shortened rain delay start. Uh, he, he pitched well, um, and I feel like prior to this start, he had been probably struggling the past two to three starts or so. Now both were versus Oklahoma, but and they're obviously still going right now. But um, it, it was nice to see him see him get get back on track a little bit and pitch. You know how he had been. Um and then you mentioned the the big inning that Tech had right after um George Southern scored um Tech went the next half inning and scored 3 in the bottom half. Um and I, I, at that point I'm hoping and praying that the offense that's when it just kind of clicks. Um because I think I was I believe his was own Washburn he ended it with a uh, I think it was a bases loaded uh, I think it was a double or something like that to score a couple runs with two outs. I was like okay this is the time where Finally, the offense gets it back on track. Um, we didn't score another run the rest of that game, but uh, we had more runs than we had the you know, yeah. previous two nights. No, so Owen
0: Washburn hit the sack fly to get the second sack run fly, in, right. and then it was Hudson White that was able to get that liner to left
1: center yeah.
0: um, to score the third, and you're right. It sounded like, seemed like, okay, three run fourth. Now we got the bats going. Now we can get something going. I mean, but we don't score for the rest of the time. And I, I, do, I will say, this is my mindset, and it seemed like we're on the same page here, that it was a little worrisome. You go three games and, and three games in three days, and all you scored at that point is a grand total of seven runs. Um, going into your your rematch with Notre Dame now, Notre Dame it's double elimination. You now got to beat Notre Dame twice, and Notre Dame is three and zero at the or two or two and zero at that point. Um, they haven't lost. And your bats, I mean, your pitching's done well. I mean, even in a game you lost to Notre Dame beforehand, your pitching has done pretty well. They've only given up four runs total, and your, your offense only scored seven. And that's a little bit cause of cons- for concern. Um, your your big bats, your Jace Youngs, your Ty Coleman's, your Kurt Wilsons aren't doing much. We're not seeing them really be the studs that we think that they should be. And it's a little concerning going into that last game. And listen, I mean... All I can do is tell you the final score of that game that ended ended our season. It was two to one, despite despite Birdsell not being available to pitch. Andrew Morris pitched earlier that day. Um, we didn't have uh, Mason Molina has uh, had already pitched. Uh, Ch- uh, Chase Hampton had already pitched. So, like your four best pitchers, in my opinion, all all are out of commission. None of them can pitch. So you know you're thinking, man. If we can get anybody to really show up, and I thought I thought Tadlock did a fantastic job of managing the pitcher, uh, the, the the pitchers, and in, in what was a bullpen game. I'm only allowing two runs. You tell me we only give up two runs in this game using a bullpen game against Notre Dame. That should be a win, but it wasn't.
1: Yeah, and and this is it's kind of funny because. The pitching and really the relief pitching in particular has you know and what everyone including myself was saying is the Achilles heel of this team, and they were the only ones that truly kept us in you know these games here and our bats let us down. Our I believe Kurt Wilson was like 0 for eleven at one point before we finally got a you know a little number up the middle um, to break that little a little skid there um but it was just not good for any of our guys on offense um i do want to talk about one in in that game that we lost to Notre Dame the second game man how frustrating is that because the ending of that game was picture perfect ready for tech to do something big time there um i believe it was 2-0 Notre Dame bomb the 8th um and jace young was up, up to bat he cranks the ball. I thought for sure that that ball was gone. Uh, and then apparently Georgia Sether has like a little, you know, like the Red Sox, the, uh, the the green monster out there in right field, and it hits the top of it. It's like, are you kidding me? That's a home run in every other ballpark besides yep. the green monster ballpark, and that's, that's it right there. And then the ninth inning comes so, around. So, yeah, I'll let you go. Well,
0: so, no, so that homer, if, if Jason would have homer, that was actually the one that scored morale. Young homers. Yep. It's a tie game, right there. It's a tie game. We already know Notre Dame did score for the rest of the game, um, and, and not only that, I think another right after that. Ty Coleman had that single, and I expected, you know, I thought maybe that would be something, but uh, Notre Dame did a good job concealing that, and nobody was really able to go. Um,
1: definitely, extremely frustrating to say the least. Yeah, and and then I and so on that double that Jace Young hit he thought it was out too. So he he was kind of watching it and he only got a single out of that. Um, so if he, he was running it out, he, you're right, Coleman single the next at bat, that would have tied the game up from, from the single. Um, so it's just it's just unlucky. Um, I think Jace isn't, obviously no one had been hitting that entire weekend and he was probably a little surprised that he got on the end of one like that. Um, but Tech had a chance in the bottom half of the ninth inning to walk it off. Base is loaded Bases miles.
0: loaded. Chase Young's <laughs> at the
1: bat, and it just wasn't meant to be. You had the oh chance there to goodness. win it or at least tie it, and it just wasn't meant to be.
0: Oh, my goodness. And especially since, you know, um, that at hurts. that point, it, it definitely hurts. Cole Stillwell was just hit by a pitch, right? So you're if you're, to Notre Dame fan, yeah, you're, you're a Notre Dame fan, you're not really feeling great. Like Finlay is not – it doesn't look like Finlay has his best stuff from Notre Dame. Um, Jay Sung's up to bat, base is loaded a hit wins the game you know? like a, it's, not like a, it's not like a hit ties the game a hit wins the game and uh, you know your stars it's like, it's like written in the stars for us to go to a Monday night finale um, and it's just not in the cards uh, story of the game in my opinion one run 11 runners left on base 11 that is uh, six in the final two innings, right? When you just needed one more run. Um, frustrating, to say the least. That is not how we wanted this season to end. I'm not going to lie to you. If you'd have told me all of this, I would say there's no way there's not a Monday night game. But, unfortunately, Notre Dame wins the game and wins the region.
1: Yep. And they're still yeah. going right now, too. So they they're <laughs> seem like a team of destiny a little bit.
0: They are still going. Um, oh. Tim Todlock, I know he, he had – there's no way you're not frustrated with that last game, unfortunately, but it was a good season. And Tim Todlock can take um, onus in knowing that he is paid handsomely for the job that he's done this season. And with that, he's going to take his stuff and go to the franchise coach and see about, about uh, uh, helping out his portfolio. That's right. The franchise coach – Dot net, um head up my guy Adam Goldman he's a franchise consultant who's experienced uh, he's a serial entrepreneur and a franchisee and he's gonna help you get the franchise that you want and your heart desires so uh, Adam Goldman has already helped out over three Fred Raiders this year alone get their own franchises make their own money look I mean I'm done guys it is expensive out here all right. Interest is going through the roof, and you need him find additional income. And the best way to do it is by hitting up the guy, at franchise Co- Adam Goldman, with the franchisecoach.net. And the best thing about Adam Goldman is he's the only guy out there not charging you. He you have to pay him on the back end, right? Uh, that when you get paid, he gets paid. And so take a take advantage of this opportunity. Go to franchisecoach.net. Our guy Adam Goldman, and we thank him for supporting this podcast. So, uh, David, like I said, very frustrating way to end the season, end the baseball season. Texas Tech in the Statesboro Regional. Um, Notre Dame, they're still fighting. They, You know, it's funny. We we joked. We laughed. We joked and said, you know, I, I know I personally thought that Tech had a good shot at winning the region. And they, they, they did theoretically come close as well. They only lost two one-run games to Notre Dame. Technically, if things go the other way around, they win both of them. But we joked that... If Tech was to win this free, then, ah, they probably ain't beating one of the greatest regular season teams of all time in Tennessee. Like, that ain't happening. All right, Like, oh, man, that's just, they're a Goliath. Nobody can beat them. Well, Notre Dame did it. Notre Dame went into Knoxville, were not phase, went into Knoxville, and did it. And like I said, uh, Tech only lost to Notre Dame by one run each time. Tennessee lost to Notre Dame by a uh, combined margin of six. So I'm not I'm not saying that Texas actually better than Tennessee, but I'm not not saying it. So um, <laughs> as we talk, uh, Notre Dame actually also beat Texas in the first game of the College World Series. Uh, they are in the losers bracket now. They'll be playing A&M as we're as we're recording. Uh, actually, this this pod probably would drop after that A&M game, so it'll be interesting to know what happens there. But um, you know, I don't I don't mind if Notre Dame wins it all. If Notre Dame wins it all. I'll, I'll feel a little bit better about about our ending. I don't know about you.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And looking at all eight of these teams in this College World Series, they they I don't think anyone likes any of these eight teams here. Um, so I feel like <laughs> Notre Dame and Stanford are kind of. The, I mean, Stanford just got knocked out as we're recording this, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's kind of weird that Notre Dame is like the team that we're rooting for because they're a team everyone hates, right? Um, interesting, just how that. Well, they work I mean, out. like
0: like you said, like no, like this is the like most hated final eight I can think of. Yeah. Like, there's not a likable team here. Maybe, nope. I mean, like, you already got the a- Aggie. Me and you were arguing the other day, or was it yesterday?
1: <laughs> um
0: a yeah. was playing Texas, and, uh, you know, you refuse to root for Texas. Like, nothing will ever li- allow you to root for the Texas Longhorns. I personally refuse to root for A&M. Nothing will ever allow me to root for the Aggies. So we're in this weird spot where, like, as much as we hate – the other team we just hate that team more like the other team more like it's so i'm oddly weirdly putting up a broken horns you're oddly really putting up a broken like gig or whatever um arkansas sucks they're probably gonna win the whole thing though because they've looked dominant uh um, they're getting their bus kicked right
1: now so we'll uh, see how know, that
0: works out. oh but, yeah see like nobody knows but everybody sucks <laughs> in this root bracket like i don't even want to watch it because like there's not a team that's worth oklahoma's in it like uh oh, gross hmm. It's like the two Big Twelve teams that are in the in the College World Series are the two that are leaving us. Like it's It's like the whole thing looks is is stupid. Whole thing is stupid. Um. So uh, one thing that's not was kind of stupid. Also, again, was how Texas Tech season ended. But let's talk about the season as a whole, right? So Texas Tech, uh, unfortunately, one thing that does suck about the game was that we were one win away from a forty-one season. Um, So we don't get the forty-one season. Thirty-nine and twenty-two on the season. We finished the season tied for second in the Big Twelve. Fantastic home record of twenty-one and five. Meh, road record of thirteen and nine. Excuse me, and bad road record or bad record at neutral sites. I
1: mean, give me your thoughts of the season as a whole. So I think coming into the year, I think there's a lot of optimism, but at the same time, I feel like there was a lot of pessimism too before the season because it was like you have Jace Young. But who else do you have? And I think we found out pretty early on who our you know our stud p- our players were going to be like Kurt Wilsons and Stillwell Washburn came along. Um, obviously, your Morell um, and Hudson White, all these guys, right? Um, so I think it's interesting because I think coming into the year, I feel like people. I don't think we, we were. I think we we're ranked, but it wasn't super high, like in the twenties or maybe even some. We're in the twenties. Yeah, so and then obviously as the season kind of went along, you know, we got up to like what five or something like that Um, So I think things were clicking uh, And then just pitching was our Achilles heel until it wasn't uh, and when the bats went cold so I think overall it was a decent season, but um, Not one to you know, I guess hang your heads on but one that you know uh, It could have been better
0: So I say this a lot of times during basketball season um, But uh, when I was in school if you'd have told me that we were the twenty-something ranked team in the country, a three seed in the NCAA tournament, um, and we pushed a team that went to the College World Series uh, this hard, I would have said this is one of the greatest Texas Tech teams of all time. Right? I'm not used to having a good baseball team. Our ba- my te- baseball team in the late 2000s, early 2010s, wasn't great. They weren't bad. They just were nothing nothing special. Right? We were middle of the pack. We were we were a Baylor. Right? We were yeah. West Virginia. Like that's that's what West Virginia's Tech probably good one Yeah. Yeah, That's how tech was about 10 to 15 years ago. And so Tim Tadlock has definitely taken this um, this program to new heights where now we're looking at it. This actually technically it's the worst season tech has had in, in quite some time. Right. Where we're not. This is a team that didn't win the Big 12, didn't win the Big 12 tournament, didn't get a one seed, didn't get a, a national host, didn't go to the College Road Series, didn't even go to the Super Regional. And we haven't had a team like that, I want to say, since, until, since Tadlock's first or second year. And so that is um, – to consider the fact that we're disappointed in this season is very, very funny and interesting. I think also the beginning of this year, the team ended about where most experts expected them to. So the beginning of the year. You talked about it. We were preseason ranked in the 20s, uh, anywhere from 22 to 24. Uh, I think I even saw a poll that had us unranked to start the season. Um, and not a lot of people had high expectations for this team. Like like you said, for the most part, everybody was like, okay, well, Jace Young is going to be a top 10 pick. Uh, Kurt Wilson will be, fun- will be pretty good. Brandon Birdsell will be pretty good. But uh, who else does this team have? And it went from that to, oh, man. And then also then we had the, the early season showdown where we didn't look good at all right? Um, but then it goes to, oh, man, they beat they beat Texas? Oh, how, how good is this Texas Tech team? They, they, they beat, won a series against Texas. Oh, well, wait, they, they swept Oklahoma State? Like how, And then it started being questions of just how good is this Texas Tech team? Like you said, we went all the way up to being a top five ranked team. Unfortunately, though, we settled back into where we were projected to begin with. Um, the end of the season wasn't great. And it wasn't a great way to end the season, but and finally, after all this time, after you thinking about like, um, you know, oh, the pitching, the bullpen, the pitching, the bullpen. Tim Talley goes what he always does, gets it figured out by the time. Unfortunately, just when he needed it the most, the bats, which wasn't a, something we were worried about in the middle of the season, got silent not even just cold, like it was just absolutely silent. Um, if we had the bats to even turn up a smidgen of what they were earlier in the season, um, not only are we in the Super Regional, who knows where we are, but it is what it is. These things happen. Um, it's disappointing, but the fact that we're disappointed by this season, just, I, I get it. It just tells you where this program is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, you know, I think this team did... I don't want to say it because it obviously could have gone better, but like I think, kind of coming into the year, this is about as you're kind of mentioning. This is kind of what we expected. I mean, it's just this team had talent, but it was a lot of unproven talent, just a lot of just variables that we didn't know how we're gonna come out, and a lot of them just didn't, I didn't, I guess, come to how you know. I guess everyone was kind of thinking it would.
0: Absolutely, like midseason, I guess. Well, so let's let's think about this season. I want you to give me who was your hitter of the year, your position player of the year. Um, give it to me. Are you going to go the easy – you know what? Actually, I'll take this back. I told you I was going to do this at the beginning of the season. I'll, I'll give you one caveat. You cannot pick Jace Young.
1: That's your only caveat. That's too easy. Cannot pick Jace Young. You got to pick somebody else. So if – this were like three weeks ago or actually I'll say I'll say four weeks ago at this point because it's been a couple weeks since the season ended. I probably would have said Easton Murrell, Uh and then he kind of cooled off a little bit. So I think I'll pretty easily say Kurt Wilson for me. He just did it all for you. I mean in the field uh, he hit he did a little bit of everything. I think uh, Kurt Wilson is exactly what the doctor ordered for this team this year.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean I think I probably should have even said without saying Jason or Kurt Wilson. <laughs> I, I'll say this cuz Kurt Wilson was my pick too. I will say this about Kurt Wilson. I also think he's I mean he's such a fan favorite. Everybody loves Kurt Wilson. Um could have left last year, decided to come back. Um hey, he's just an absolutely fantastic player. I think mean, he's a uh, right way that's going to be remembered for a long time. Um, and I'm going to miss Kurt Wilson. I think he's the greatest. Since you said Kurt Wilson, I'm uh, I'm going to go a different way and I'm actually going to pick a guy that I didn't think would have as good a year as he had, and that's Cole Stillwell. I thought Cole Stillwell had an absolutely fantastic year um, this year, uh, and and he is a guy that I, I think I hope stays. Um, because I think he could have a monster senior year. Uh, but we know how the MLB draft w- works. We we did have an episode some weeks back talking about these guys and where they may fit in the MLB draft. So good chance that guys like Cole Stillwell, like Ty Coleman, um, will be gone. But, you know, you never know.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll kind of wait and see on that. I think Cole Stilwell is definitely a good shout. And, and he he's a guy that's kind of weird. He always starts slow, but as the season goes on, he just he always puts up numbers by the time the season ends.
0: Yeah. So, um, pitcher of the year. So there's really only two candidates. <laughs> um, yep. so there's really only two candidates. I want to hear between the two candidates and let's face it, we know who we are. Brandon and Andrew Morris, who's your pick for pitcher of the year?
1: I mean, I think it has to be the big 12 pitcher of the year, right? <laughs> it has to be Brandon Birdsell. I mean, he's, I mean, Morris did great. Um, and he's definitely a, a viable, a worthy opponent for Birdsell, but I don't, I don't think it's really close for me. I think it's, Brandon all the way um, as far as the best pitcher on the team.
0: Yeah, unfortunately for Andrew Morris, I mean, he had a, the only the one thing he had going for him was that he was undefeated. He was undefeated, yeah. he had an 8 0 record. Um, and then his last two, his, uh, two of his last three Oklahoma starts, his seven record, two of his last three starts, ah, it just kind of went to crap. For so Oklahoma. the one thing he had, his <laughs> one claim to fame, it just kind of went away. So yeah, uh, I mean, the answer is absolutely Brandon Bird. So I will say towards the end of the season, um, I, and I mentioned earlier in this episode, you finally had a big four, I think. I think that Chase Hampton and Mason Molina really showed their prowess towards the end of the year as potential starters. And, and, and that's really good to know going into next year. Right, that these two guys um, could could really be your Brandon Burtsel and Andrew Morris of next year going forward. I'm very curious. Another guy that I'm curious about is Derek Bridges and whether you continue having him be your ace in the bullpen or you maybe try some other things, see how far he can go. I mean, unfortunately this year the the longest he went was only two innings, so that may he may be exclusively a bullpen arm. But you never know. It's a long offseason. Todd uh, Tadlock gets funky with these things. It'll be good to see what happens.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It'll be it, that's probably one of the more interesting things that I think is gonna uh, over these next, I guess, over the off season is just what does Tech do with their starting pitching? Um, I mean, obviously you have the Molina and Chase Hampton; those should be your, you know, two of your your weekend guys. But it's like, does does Tad does Tadlock go and dip into the transfer portal, um, like he has the past couple of years with you know Angie Morris, and then. Um, before that I always forget I don't know why the, the lefty from Pittsburgh the D2 or D3 school I don't know why I always blank on his name but he, he was really good for us two two years ago mm. um, uh, so well, I think I
0: was just going to say I think another name you got to look out for also is Andrew Devine and Andrew Devine started getting a lot more play time out of the bullpen as a long reliever as the season went on as well um, he was able to dip into some innings where he's going three innings long four innings long so that's another name to look out for for next year
1: yeah, it's going to be interesting because we have a lot of good arms. Josh Sanders, he's another one. He's a big arm. I mean, you saw a little bit in the uh, end of the season he was starting to come into his own a little bit. Um, Trenton Parrish, Brandon Gerton, uh Derek Bridges, that like you already mentioned. Uh, these are all big-time arms, so I think it'll be interesting to see who kind of sticks in that bullpen ace type role that you mentioned Tadlock's kind of known for because he he loves having himself, the his, his, uh, his lefty ace, like the uh, Hayden Howards of the world and all that stuff. Um, So I think that's bridges probably for that role. So before we get out of here, as we put down our fields of gold
0: bottle, um, because, because I I feel like we're going to be getting drunk thinking about uh, what this team might be next year. Uh, A little interesting. Jace Young won't be here. Kurt Wilson won't be here. Brandon Birdsell won't be here. Andrew Morris won't be here. This will be a very interesting situation next year where we don't, we're not as top heavy as we were this year, but likely we just talked about on the pitching side, there should be quite a bit of depth on this team, right? Um, it's kind of some of the stuff that Ber- that Tadlock has been was building on. We talked about as the season went on. Uh, we were top heavy, but it was a lot of youth. And that youth will start to come to fruition starting next season. Uh, I mean, what... Ex- your, give, give us your way too early look into next year and just how good you think this team could be.
1: So... I think this team could. I think it's honestly going to be probably similar to this year coming into the year, but without the Jace Young superstar effect. Now you have Washburn and Hudson White; those are going to be your two studs moving forward. Um, obviously, Cole Stillwell is a, a big, a pretty big caveat, um, or it could be because we don't know what's what he's going to do. He could come back. He could, you know, go try his, his pro options um, somewhere. I think a guy that you need to look out for, and and he he didn't play this year because he sat out. Uh, he's transferred from DBU. He's a catcher. His name is Kevin Basil or Bazel. I don't know how you pronounce his name, but um, I th- I've heard a lot of good things about him, and I think I think Tech's really really high on him. I think he'll have a um, pretty strong um, season next year. Interesting
0: name to look out for, team to look out for. Um, but one thing we know, man, Taddy is my nickname for him. But Taddy going Taddy going to have <laughs> us set right. He's going to be good for us. He's going to have a set right. Uh, we haven't missed an NCAA tournament in a long time. I don't expect two next year. Um, nope. But it'll be a different season. And I'm, for one, I'm excited for it. And every time we lose a guy like Jace Young, somehow we have There's another, another one waiting the wings.
1: Yeah, right? that's <laughs> so, exactly right. Whether
0: that's Owen Washburn or that's some stud freshman that comes out of nowhere that blows up or a stud, or a stud transfer, we don't know, but we know what's happening. Um, Got so another young I'm in not, there? i'm not i'm not i I I, I don't i don't i don't know there was a special i saw the other day on fox sports south uh was it southwest or whatever um Uh, it was about the two youngs and it was just the two of them yeah i don't think yeah it's just the two of them it's
1: like you guys gotta (laughs) come on mr and mrs young we need a a third one
0: yeah yeah, but then if we gotta wait wait for the third one now we gotta wait another we gotta wait another 18 years you know what i'm saying that's fine we'll still be here long Yo, big facts. Yeah. Big facts. <laughs> um,
1: anything else you want to say to the people, David? Nah, it was just as fun, um, following along with this baseball team this year and, you know, obviously hope we can do it again next year.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, David, we really appreciate you coming along this baseball season and being our baseball expert. Um, follow, Make sure you follow David at Texas Steelers. That's a three instead of an E with the first E. Um, but he is very much in tune with the Texas Tech baseball team. Um, and That's not going to stop just because baseball season is over. So make sure to follow David. He is truly our expert here at Tortillas and Takes. Uh, that's all I got for you folks. Uh, so for our baseball expert, that is David Hughes. I'm Albie Shore, and you've been listening to Tortillas and Takes Podcast. As always, stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky
1: Land Casino,
0: asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.